The following conversation with Phil Philbin and Roger Riola of Veterans of Central Oregon originally aired on the Radical Songbook on June 1st, 2018 on KPOV 88.9 FM, High Desert Community Radio in Bend, Oregon. The Radical Songbook is hosted by Michael Funky. It is a two-hour show highlighting the critical role music plays in issues of social justice, labor, and protest. Here in the studio with me are Phil Philibin and Roger Riola. That's how you pronounce your name, Roger? Riola. Yeah. Riola, okay. And um, you guys are both veterans. Mm-hmm. And Roger, you're a former, uh, Phil told me this, you're a former Air Force pilot and Vietnam vet. Yes. And you were also an airline pilot after that. Yes. Okay. What airline did you fly for, if I could ask? Two, uh, Pacific Southwest Airlines, BSA, um, and uh, U.S. Airways. I retired from. Okay, great. All right. Get a little closer to the mic. That'd be good. And Phil, um, what branch of service were you in? I was in the Army. I was in the 82nd Airborne. I, I served as a company clerk. I didn't go to Vietnam, but I d- did jump out of perfectly good airplanes. Uh-huh. You and Jimi Hendrix. Yeah. Was Jimi Hendrix in <laughs> he, the Airborne? He jumped out of one. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and then he said, I'm not doing this again. <laughs> no. Yeah, it's kind of an interesting little sidebar about Jimi Hendrix. But that's part of the reason why I'm involved in our group, the Veterans of Central Oregon, is is because I feel like I got over. I was a company clerk, didn't have to go to Vietnam, and uh, this way, and with what's going on in the world, and and then after meeting Roger and, and our other friends, it's my time to serve now. It's my time to uh, uh, put up put up an effort to change things. So, veterans of Central Oregon, uh, the the material you sent me, one of the the heading of it says, "Veterans of Central Oregon, veterans defending democracy," and then you have a mission statement. We are veterans serving again to ensure responsible leadership in the best interests of the people in Oregon's 2nd Congressional District. Um, so what basically brought you together around around this mission statement, and either one of you can answer, obviously, and and how, how do you relate with other Vietnam, or Vietnam, veteran organizations here in Central Oregon? What are the, what, what, sta- what sets you apart? Gotta remember the first part of your question. <laughs> how'd, you get, how'd you get started? Well, uh, just just a, you know the whole thing of uh, of the orange um, forty five getting elected. It, it was a big impulse. You know, we've we've created a whole bunch of different networks, and just one of the things that seems like the, the groups in town. Um, just stand for, you know we're we're not in line with them. Uh, we're we're against war basically. Uh, you know, uh, we think that um, that we've been lied to. You know about what's going on. We think that we have a, a we don't have a volunteer army. We have a recruited army, mm-hmm. um, and uh, they haven't really kept the promise of the original GI Bill. I mean, that's you know, and I'm pretty sure Rogers got some things that's got reasons he's involved yeah when when you ask how we got started <clears throat> boy that's uh boy there's a lot of history in there and it probably goes back to the program you're doing 1968 because um, that was really a, a significant year for me in that it's the year i and i came went to vietnam 
In fact, I showed up there just a few days after the presidential election on November 10th. Um, I flew for the 4th uh, Special Operations Squadron, which was gunships, side-firing gunships. So our mission was to to kill people, um, to defend outposts, things like that. And uh, I was opposed to the war, but I felt like I should serve my country. Um, but then the more I found out about the war, especially being there, the more I was opposed to the war, but I did my job and I served my country. Um, but I'm not proud of that. Uh, and that's why all the flag waving and the false um, patriotism that I see out there really bothers me. And uh, I found out in uh, 2002, and, and as we found out later with McNamara coming out, we really shouldn't have been there anyway. And that's pretty well documented. I don't need to go into that. But um, I found out in 2003 it was <clears throat> I had went a little buggy because we went into Iraq. And uh, they did an intervention, found out I had PTSD. And so I joined a group of guys, and we felt like we were never, ever represented by the typical organizations, uh, VFW, those folks. Um, and one of the common things that came out in our group is we should never do anything or promote or back anything that glorifies your war to young people because war is a dirty business. Where it's necessary sometimes, we're not pacifist, but at the same token, who really knows what they're signing up for? When, uh, uh, as a combat veteran, your whole life has changed once uh, once you've gone through that. Uh, I was highly decorated. Um, I don't felt like I deserved any of that. I just did my job, and. Um, I don't know how well I'm explaining that because it's hard to explain. Uh, I was dumbfounded the first time somebody said, thank you for your service, because nobody had said that for th at least 30 or 40 years. Um, I'm not proud of what I had to do, and why are you thanking me? I, it was a necessary job to do at the time, and the only way I could justify it was that I was defending other troops. And that's pretty flimsy sometimes when you sit and think about it, even though um, your mission was killing. But that's a common theme that you hear among vet, about, among active soldiers and and veterans, you know, dating back at least to the Vietnam War, and probably probably beyond that too. I mean, that basically you were there. That once you got there, you were you were there to save the lives of your buddies, the, the people that were around you. And, and, you know, and I think what you're, what you're, what you're basically encapsulating there in my view is just that, yeah, you know, nobody really knows uh, more about the horrors of war than people who actually fight the war. And, you know, certainly the people who uh, promote and make the war from afar don't know anything about war, really, when you get down to, yeah. you know. It's one of my it. pet peeves personally is chicken hawks. Yeah. I have a real problem with that. How do you define a chicken hawk? 
uh, somebody that's never been in the military, never been to war, uh, and votes to send young pe- young men and women off to war. Right. You know, yeah. And, yeah. And, and doesn't use the wisdom of people that have actually done it. You know. It, so. so you all came together. When did you actually come together as an you know, as an organization and you call yourself veterans of Central Oregon? Well, um, we tried to make a change as a as a smaller veteran group um, uh, at the vet center and uh here in central oregon yes here yeah. in central oregon and we we uh actually uh contacted the bulletin uh because we felt we our views were not being represented um and this especially came out with the, after the um scandal the VA scandal in phoenix um and uh, they did interviews with people from different organizations in central oregon veterans organizations and that how well that we were served by the veterans uh, clinic here. And I personally know people that have had to wait up to four years for hip replacement, two years for knee replacement. Um, me and uh, a couple other guys I know were told that we couldn't come in but once every 18 months. So we weren't being served the way that this was being represented. And it's very frustrating to do this. So we banded together. Uh, tried to become an agent for change, and then we met Phil uh, as a group. And uh, like I said, once the uh, presidential election happened in uh, 19, or excuse me, 2016, um, we decided to, uh, we needed to be heard and we needed to make a difference. And it was our responsibility to get out there and get the word out. And I'm just gonna read um, again from Something that something that Phil sent me here about your core values. We believe in <laughs> equal rights for all Americans, regardless of race, gender, or cultural heritage. We believe in placing the welfare of people before politics. We believe it is our duty to support and nurture responsible leadership. We believe in the power of healthy debate and honoring diverse opinions. And we believe in honoring and protecting the Constitution of the United States of America. And we believe we are all immigrants. So those are not... Um, what I would call the kind of typical core values that one might might hear from a a, a veterans organization, uh, and actually are kind of more part of a what I guess what I would call just sort of a larger uh, body of people in this country and other organizations, very similar well, core values to a lot of organ organizations in this country, and that really does seem to well, what, set what you we apart. Dis- what we discovered is when we did our research about what was going on with veterans and veterans issues. They're family issues. Right. It's all about family issues. So that's why that works for us. That's why it's important. And so one of the things that you did mention earlier, Phil, was that your concern about the GI Bill. Because so I, I kind of want to get to some, <clears throat> some of the specific stuff that you, that, that you, that you have honed in on. And you, you, you did send me, send me this white paper where you talk about the, the, the GI Bill and, and – so what what are the and and of course our, our listeners know anybody who's been paying any attention knows that you know there have been issues around the veterans administration that date back several years and have certainly not been um, improved under the Trump administration um, to say the least uh, is there anybody even heading the veterans administration right now I'm not even sure if no, there is no there's not yeah. anybody I don't think and his yeah. last effort was yeah. was was you know, largely viewed as essentially a ridiculous idea. 
to have his uh, his, 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 his his doctor. <laughs> I mean, it just yeah, <laughs> you can, one could go along. So at any rate, so we, obviously we recognize that what's going on with the VA in this country right now is a mess. It needs a lot of work. It needs a lot of work. And you, one of the things that you focused in on was what you said was the GI Bill, and that it's really never been right. It's so. Well, the current GI Bill isn't what it's promised. You guys, guys, you know, for example, if you're going to, uh, uh, the, I was going to say my old college where I went, the uh, COCC, and you want to get into the aircraft program, mm-hmm. I mean, you've got to jump through a bunch of hoops, and it should be simple. Hey, I'm a veteran. Hey, this is an accredited college. Wham, bam, let's go. And here, guys, just do go through a, bit, a vicious cycle of, of redoing, you know, stuff. Uh, uh, re 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 um, signing up and doing the whole deal again. You know, it's just ridiculous. And and uh, with the Veterans Administration right now, you have to produce to produce your um, uh, what your DD two fourteen your mustering out papers every time you go for a different uh, phase of veterans help. Whether it's education, you have to produce prove again you're a veteran. Or whether it's to get into medical uh, assistance, you have to produce it again. Once you're in the system, why shouldn't you be in the system? Well, in fact, you argue that that veterans that that people who serve should automatically be enrolled in the Veterans Administration yes. the minute Correct. they yeah. muster out, the minute they are part veterans. Of the, part of the mustering out process. Yeah, that they are just automatic. And 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 actually, I didn't realize they're not. If you are a disabled veteran, if you, if you have a if you have an, an injury, injury due to your service, yes, you are automatically in the VA system, but not if you have to go for a VA home loan. Yeah, and, for, and, for, and fortunately, most veterans are not. In, I mean, do not have the debilitating injury. You know, so you know, yeah. So, so how do you go about getting getting that getting that done? Well, uh, we're going <laughs> to confront our, our senators and our, our hopefully our new congresswoman. <laughs> okay. All right. It's a positive attitude. I like that. Yeah. All right. So, um, but yeah, I mean, the idea, you know, I, I didn't realize that, you know, that you weren't, that, that veterans didn't automatically qualify. And a lot of it, a lot of the bureaucracy, of course, sounds very much like what, what we all kind of face whenever we do have health care. I mean, how many times do we go? Oh. You know, I was just at a clinic yesterday for, and, and, you know, every time I go there, I fill out the same damn pieces of paper that I did last time, you know, and it's just like, <laughs> you know, with all the technology in the world today, you know. And I always aren't you glad you don't have black lung disease? Yeah, exactly. You get yeah. asked that question every single time with Social Security. Yeah, yeah. No, it's insane. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know I, what I was going to say? If anybody's watched the Frontline uh, uh, program on uh, healthcare around the world. And it's amazing how like, Taiwan, uh, Japan, they, you just show, you could be on vacation someplace, have something happen, show up at the clinic, and give them your ID card, and they know all about you. You know, they just go onto the computer and they know. And I'm sure there's security issues there, but you right. Know. <laughs> so I'm ta- that, yeah. This is Michael Funky. You're listening to the Radical Songbook. I'm talking with Phil Philibin and Roger Riola, who are part of the new organization here in Central Oregon called Veterans of Central Oregon, and, and uh, so we're talking about some of the issues that brought brought them together organizationally. When you talk about rewriting the GI Bill, and this gets back to the information that you sent me, you mentioned a couple of legislative ideas, the Thank You for Your Service Bill and the, wound, and the Wounded Veteran Wounded Veteran Job Security Act. So um, 
Can you talk a little bit about that? Well, thank you for your service. I have problems with that. And actually, um, everything you're talking about there, the uh, our core values, the GI Bill, I wrote all that stuff. Um, I just want to see veterans truly honored rather than when you say thank you for your service, what are you really thanking a veteran for? Right. Uh, most people aren't aware of that. So uh, how can we really thank our veterans? And I was thinking that for combat veterans, one of the best things that we could do was what if combat veterans had a 10% tax annual tax credit on their income tax for the rest of their lives? How much would that cost the government? And what a great incentive, especially in this type of economy, for young people starting out, families, careers, things like that. That's rewarding a veteran for putting himself in harm's way, or him or herself in harm's way, um, for the rest of their lives. Because their life is inalterably, unalterably, inalterably changed once they've faced that elephant. Right, right. Yeah, absolutely. And, yeah. and, and another thing about the uh, muster in, muster out is a lot of the, and just like us, when we, we got out of the service, we didn't want to have anything to do with the government no, or the military or anything, you know? Right, yeah. And and just like uh, our other friend Craig and, and Leo and a, a few other our friends, they didn't realize they had successful lives. And they didn't realize what would what happened to their psyche until 30 years later. It wasn't, you know, it didn't happen immediately. Right. And I worry about these guys that have gone to Iraq and, and Afghanistan with four and five tours, that we're going to have a ticking time bomb in 30 years. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. I mean, w- when I talk to guys that are just come home from Iraq or Iran, excuse me, or Afghanistan, um, they're just like I was. There's nothing wrong with me. I'm okay. Everybody else is screwed up. Yeah. You know, and and I just it's it's like looking in a mirror sometimes and I'm going, gosh, I wish you know, but they do recognize us sometimes and we can open up and talk. And that's the biggest thing for a vet is to understand that you're not alone. Yeah, absolutely. I think in yeah. So so how many how many people are involved with your organization? Well, we got about thirty people on our email list right. so far. Uh, we have we've been having monthly meetings. We're going to stop our monthly meetings for the summer because people are on vacation and the whole thing. We'll start up again so in it's September. It's a Central Oregon tradition, and that, <laughs> yeah. everything comes to a grinding halt. Come June first, and here we are in June. Gone, no, f- I, gone fishing is yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So we're going to start up again in September, and we'd have like some feedback from if any of our members are are listening to give us a day that's good for them a day at a, uh, a time you know just, just so we get an idea but um we meet one, once a month then but we're planning on we want to create a, a, a vets um a, a vets desk at the campaign offices so vet happens to come in and he's got some questions about vets issues he, this is for at can't where candidates that are yeah, running, candidates for office. running for office yeah yeah, yeah. So so what so what can people expect if they're in, if people are out there listening they haven't they haven't heard about the organization are interested in in participating what what would you say is what can they expect coming to a meeting what kind of what what happens at a meeting Well basically you know depending on what the issues are of the day you know yeah. it depends on that 
and just right now, we're just getting organized. Uh, more members. Uh, we've also have a, a, an agreement with uh, Charlie Ringo has uh, Oregonians for Better Government, which is a pack mm-hmm. uh, to run against Greg Walden. And he's committed to running uh, veterans' ads on that radio station, and we're raising money for that. Um, but a lot of it's kind of camaraderie, just kind of getting together, getting to well, know one just, another. We're moving forward on just the, f- the fact that what we, you know, the the, the stereotypical uh, view of what a veteran is and what he believes is not. I don't think it's true. It might be for a, a, a portion of veterans, but I right. don't think it's for all veterans. I think yeah. there's a whole. A lot more veterans than feel like Roger and I and, and the rest of our group. So basically, you're providing an organization for folks who, um, a local organization for folks who might have maybe gone to some other organizations and and it kind of wasn't for them. It just exactly. was, it wasn't quite what they were what they were looking for. It's the old Groucho Marx thing. And yeah, 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 yeah. And and basically, uh, yeah, which is uh, I don't want to be. I don't join. A, I wouldn't join a club that would have me as a member. Right. Yeah. 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 And 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 basically, it it sounds to me like it's an organization that that. Veterans here in Central Oregon that that are maybe are interested can help to shape the organization. Mm-hmm. We're open you know. to, to new people joining us at any time. Um, you know, the biggest thing in the world, like, and I will repeat this, is there are a lot of veterans out there who feel like very isolated and feel that that they're alone. And we would like to be an organization that gives those folks a voice. Uh, because too often uh, veterans are honored at Memorial Day parades. The you know everybody wants to raise the flag and and Johnny comes marching home, gets played, and all that. That's not what serving your country's all about. That's not true patriotism. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. It's like you know Phil Oaks's old song, "One More Parade." You know, well, I mean, we it's were like all shaped by that era. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. Many of us were for sure. Yeah, and that's the, the other thing I'm amazed at is, is you know, I went into the service too. I was against the war. You know, I had other issues going on in my life is why I allowed myself to be drafted. But um, how many of the other of our members and guys that we've talked to uh, felt the same way, particularly about Vietnam veterans? That right. they really didn't support the war, but it was part of what you did with it at our age when we were, you well, know, Well, and, and, and for many veterans, there weren't a lot of, there weren't, I mean, for many people, I should say, you know, who were, who were um, subject to possibly being drafted or, or, you know, maybe, maybe weren't able to, maybe weren't able to get a, a student deferment by going to college or whatever, that there weren't a lot of choices and there weren't always a lot of resources. Uh, particularly for poor people in this country, both white and and people of color, I mean, there were no, there were no resources really that 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 provide. You know, I mean, I was a middle class kid, and for me, and you know, I was aware of um, uh, of the, of alternatives. I mean, there, you know, because uh, because of where I was in society, whereas you know, poor kids didn't really either have the resources or even know that there was. Uh, that you could do something else, you know, that, that uh, you, could, you could resist if you wanted to or whatever. And so a lot of people I know joined and, and – uh, and there was a lot of – and, you know, and I know, you know, I mean, I, I know that over, over time there was uh, – there were a lot of members of, uh, of the service in Vietnam who were opposed to the war. 
you know, as we saw in that recent Ken Burns thing, which right. I'm not, which I'm not promoting necessarily. I, thought, <laughs> yeah. I was that I, str- the, I struggled with much of that, but that's a whole other story. <laughs> but the times were different then. Yeah, in, in that that's true. That everybody had to make a stand, and in a way, that was a good thing, because uh, I have no problem with the people who protested the war. I have no problem with the people who went to Canada. They had to give up a lot. Right to to make that stand. Right. Uh, personally, I f- consider myself very lucky, and probably the reason I didn't avoid the service at all is because I didn't want to disappoint my parents. But I ran out of student deferment. I stayed in college as long as I could. Yeah. <laughs> but I got a degree, and yeah. so I had choices right. of s- selecting services. And I, you know, I got a college degree. I went to basic officer school, went to flight school. I got a career out of it. I'm lucky. Yeah. But at the same token, um, it's like a tax man I had a few years after I got home. I wanted to get into one of these bogus tax write-off things. And he says, that's unpatriotic. He said, he says, look what the service gave you. He says, it gave you a career. And I said, yes, you're right. And I says, what's the price of having my butt shot at for a year what's the price for that yeah and who you know who can tell like i said i'm not proud of what i had to do but i did my job right and and if we could only give counseling to young people before they signed up now because a common story that i hear from young veterans and old veterans they can say as an 18 to 20-year-old kid, they signed up out of patriotism, wanting to serve their country, the glory of it. And the first time they're shot at or shelled, that all changed. Yeah, yeah. And it's a different war. Right, yeah, yeah. So how can people contact you? How, if somebody wanted you say you're taking a, a little bit of a summer hiatus, as a lot of groups do, mm-hmm. but you'll be getting reconvening in September. If people want to get involved... Um, how can they get a hold of you? We do have a Facebook page. It's uh, Veterans of Central Oregon. Um, I'm not sure you, you can go view it. I don't think you can comment on it yet. We'll have to open that up and check with our communications people. You can email uh, myself, which is philphil at q.com. And I will get you on our list and uh, keep you up to date on what we're doing. Yeah, you know, I've, I've seen the, I've seen your email address for years. What the hell is Q dot com? Q is don't go there. All right, never mind. Never mind. Cent- Century Link used to be Quest. Okay, Q oh, is Quest. Oh, okay. Got it. Okay, well that's a but short it's answer. It's easy because it's just a letter. You don't have to spell. No, out. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I get it. I get it. I just I just didn't know what it was. All right, so that's Phil. Phil at q.com and veteran and the Facebook page is simply Veterans of Central Oregon. Oregon. Right. Yeah. Okay. It's, All right. So is there anything then, else? And then oh, we'll, go ahead. Prob- we'll probably be getting a, a page up to a regular web page up yeah. eventually. But yeah. We're, yeah, that would make a lot of sense. Yeah. We, our our uh, tech person is strained enough. We don't want to put too much pressure on right. him. And yeah. you know who he is. <laughs> do I know who he is? Oh, you do. <laughs> <laughs> okay. okay. I don't know who you're talking about, but I assume I know I'll who I'll tell you afterwards. All right. Uh, All right. Well, at any rate, if he's listening, we're not. nobody's here to put pressure on you. you know? well, in good time. We've got all summer. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> exactly. Well, yeah. so, you know, we got all summer, but it's going to be go faster than we think. So, you know, I can see that uh, uh, the McLeod Skinner 
campaign is really picking up the steam, and, and I'm proud of them for it. And we we got to pay attention because this is going to happen faster than you think. We're uh, right. September and well, uh, is yeah. going to be on us. Yeah, and, and not only that, but on a, but on a national and international level, we do have a president who seems um, to be you know looking for ways to. Um, make more conflict in the world and start wars if necessary, in my view, to um, maybe divert attention. Um, nothing like a war to divert attention from, you know, uh, stuff yeah. that's hit the fan and, 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 you know, your own problems here as and, a president. You know. and, and this current president seems to be very good at distraction. Yeah. You know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and war is the ultimate distraction, as we know. I mean, it truly is, and, and obviously the most dangerous distraction, and particularly... You know, with a presidency where we essentially uh, don't have uh, a lot of thoughtful people in uh, positions of influence, you know. All right. Anything else that you guys want to want to add here? Well, just the only other thing is uh, one thing we've noticed about the the party that's in power, and one of the little scams that they do to get veteran support, they pass a bill overwhelmingly in the House. Knowing full well when they sent it over to Mitch McConnell in the Senate that he's going to kill it for one of many other different reasons, and then they send it out, and, and then, then they, they'll send they, it out in an email to their constituents that we supported the, the, this bill and these veteran acts. You know, it's a little scam that they've gotten going, and I'm sure both parties have done it, but I, don't, I haven't seen it to this level. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So something to be aware of that. Uh in yeah. fact, yeah, I would say the party that's in power right now has been very good over the years at at claiming one thing, cl- claiming that they're helping veterans on one hand and literally cutting cutting uh, the budget for veterans uh, programs with the other hand, mm-hmm. making it more difficult. You know, anything else, Roger or Phil, that you want to add? Um, the biggest thing is for me, not the biggest thing, but one thing that comes to mind is that we have a president right now who likes to wave the flag uh, and stand up for it, the national anthem, all of those things, and yet at the same token will badmouth veterans um, to me. Personally. Personally. Sometimes. Yeah, well, with John McCain. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, yeah. he's no hero. He allowed himself to be captured. Yeah. Um, to me, as a veteran, my biggest fear in combat was being captured. It wasn't death. That was easy to accept that it might happen. But I didn't think I could go through what John McCain went through. Yeah. And to me, those are the those and the folks who gave their lives are the biggest heroes there are. Right. And so any time that he says that uh, a special forces fellow knew what he was signing up for or badmouth safe Gold Star family and Representative Walden does not say a word – that's complicity. And to me, that's a slap in the face to every veteran who ever served. And uh, I'm embarrassed by it. Anything else? Uh, basically, you, uh, you Thank know, you, Roger. I think that was really well said. Uh, one thing that, that this current president has done, it's brought a whole group of people together. Yeah. Yeah, that, he, that, is, you know, he is uniting the country. And, and I'm, uh, ama- I'm amazed at the talent we have here in the, in the Central Oregon area. Yeah. I mean, this group of us that meet w- with the veterans, uh, 
is is it's it's incredible how much yeah. talent we have uh, just great. around. I'm 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 trying to do the old Tom Sawyer act of the white picket fence, you know. I'll just get these guys together and let them paint the fence and I'll yeah. I'm getting tired <laughs> of apple cores. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. All right. Well, we got to run. Thanks a lot. I really appreciate Phil Philbin and Roger Riola from Veterans of Central Oregon. You can con- they they have a Facebook page, Veterans of Central Oregon, that you can reach out to and get more information. There'll be um, meeting again as a group in September or so. So if you're listeners, if you're out there, if you're a veteran out there, and you're interested in getting involved, you can also email Phil Philbin at Phil Phil P H I L P H I L at Q dot com. Thanks a lot, guys. Thank you. Thank right. you. Thanks for listening to this KPOV podcast. KPOV is community radio for the high desert of Central Oregon. For more information on our program schedule, go to kpov.org. We value your feedback. Drop us a note at podcast at kpov.org.